Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. You sound good. Hey, man. Hey, my man. Well, first of all, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo. And uh, again, welcome back, man. Hey, it's good to be back. It's yeah. Good to be, it was so exciting just even getting set up. I can't believe um, how fast it all went by, but it feels like it was a long time. I know that Daniel in the last, I don't know, 10 days or it feels like longer. I don't it know. It felt so like longer, but it really was. It was like two weeks I was kind of gone. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been, we've been communicating since Daniel's been abroad. Uh, Daniel was visiting Central America. And for those who have been following his travels, <clears throat> it's been great to kind of see where you've been and, and what you've been up to. And uh, we apologize for a little hiatus, but we actually took some time to sort of, um, you know, really think this episode out and also the episodes that are to come for the remainder of the year. And then in order to prepare for season three, which I can't believe we can even say that, you know, I know it's not going to be till next year, but so yeah, so the hi the hiatus has been, has been great because it gave me a lot of time to sort of sort some things out and I hope the same for you. Oh, absolutely. My man, beautifully yeah. said. Um, well, since, um, now that Daniel's back before Daniel left, we, we had a long conversation about this episode specifically today. Um, for those of you who know, um, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And for those who have been listening, Daniel has been doing, um, you know, these astrological counseling or chemical counseling, uh, more specific, uh, with a lot of individuals. And one of the things that kind of would come up after we would talk about, um, people that Daniel would meet with or conversations I would just have with him about how we would go about understanding, um, astrological aspects you know, kind of created this divide, which is so funny because we always talk about polar uh, ideas here. And today we'll basically present, you know, two different uh, interpretations of the Zodiac itself. And most people are familiar with the Western idea of the Zodiac with, you know, the astrological aspects of the sun and how it's fixated with the sun. And then there's the um, sidereal that we haven't talked about. Um, and I know that there's people that, and Daniel will tell you, will kind of lean towards one over the other. Um, but for those who don't even know why there's even a difference with those two, most of us are familiar with the tropical Zodiac. And that just really means that the way that it was done over 2000 years ago in my, uh, understanding of different, um, readings that I've done is just how it's fixated on sort of this frozen idea of where the stars are and how the sky was and then they just basically base off their information with that one perspective where people need to kind of consider the uh, precision of the equinox and how things move and how the you know the earth has that wobble so the stars move uh i think it was at every 72 years or so they move one degree yeah and yeah. so that would be more the sidereal sidereal, sidereal. yeah I'm, I'm going to struggle with that because there's, it's funny. That's another thing is that how this is pronounced, it, it makes people go nuts. So bear with me uh, because there's so many different ways that people say it. But um, 
you know, the sidereal is going to be more on the Eastern philosophy and we'll break that history down with Daniel and how things were done back then way before Westerners um, sort of took over what, again, we know with the tropical. So I know that there's a, there's a difference that people want to present, right? They want to say this one's more accurate than the other, but they both work in conjunction and they both work well. And so Daniel will explain about that. We'll talk about why people even want to lean us as to one over the other. Um, but let's break those barriers down and kind of just say, Hey, let's keep the, in an open mind and, uh, towards this information and how to better assist us or how people want to go about their understanding of the stars and, you know, the astrological aspects that affect us on the daily. So I'm excited, man, because this is a lot and I'm very, I guess I'm a novice when it comes to a lot of astrological information, but I'm always just very excited to learn more. So so let's do this, man. Yeah, man. Let's jump in. I love that. Great introduction. And that's exactly what we're going to be looking at today. We're really going to be understanding why it's important to understand both of these perspectives on your spiritual development. Um, and so when we do, you did a great introduction. And so that's what it's really going to kind of come down to. East, Eastern astrology with the sidereal mm-hmm. is going to be more focused on the stars. And we've actually covered a lot of this because we talk about the procession of the equinoxes right. a lot in these conversations. So when we talk about that, that's, that's, that's what that's doing is it's taking into consideration the wobble, whatever started that wobble, you know, and that's what's interesting because why does the earth have this waddle, right. wobble? And that goes into another really deep esoteric occult conversation. Um, but it does. And so it shifts a degree every 72 years. And so we've already been talking about a lot of Eastern astrology. And that's one of the reasons why you learn the mystery schools, because you learn both of these, because you have to understand both of right. these, because the procession of the equinoxes is going to play a huge role. And where tropical is going to be more focused on the seasons. And so what we're going to be kind of approaching here is this unique combination that not only are you made from the stars, but you're made from the clay of the earth. Okay, so the stars influence you, but so does the clay of the earth. Right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to really see these two ideas and why it's so important in the age of Aquarius to morph both of these ideas in. Okay, because it's just like I heard a great explanation. Western medicine can heal you. In Chinese medicine can heal you. They're going to do it in different ways, but it's still going to provide healing to the body. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, and so that's exactly what we're going to be, we're going to be kind of discussing and why it's so important to understand that, you know, you can't just be one, one Zodiac. You can't just have one sounding like, oh, this is how I look at my houses. This is it. Because you're a complex individual. Right. Uh, as a, you know, we are fully complex individuals, so we really need to understand that this this astrological zodiac experience that we're happening is a band of energy. And so if one system says, you know, Mars is in the 11th and the other one says that it's in the 12th, you need to look at both of those. Right. It's a band of energy. Like, it's not isolated. There's not going to be any way you're ever just going to be able to look at one piece of paper and be like, this is me. These right. other ones, they don't, that doesn't relate to me. This is me because it's not the truth. Right. Does this mean, you know, so like we are made of the stars and we are made of the clay. Why wouldn't we understand both of those? Yeah, I actually, so again, so great that we decided to do this because it'll break down a lot of things that I'm sure other people who are listening right now want to know um, when, when, you know, taking a dive into this. And I think it's interesting with the whole 
predestination versus free will that people have to sort of like get you know like i don't know why there isn't a conjunction with we'll see it's like people are like wait a minute what do i but you know and we have to be aware of that because we're leaving the age of pisces and we're going into the age of aquarius and so this this deterministic aspect of astrology that kind of ruled the end of the age of pisces where it's like oh this house is in this this Mars is in the eighth house, so you're going to have trouble here. Right. You know what I mean? And it was very fatalistic. Well, that's not how the age of Aquarius is going to work because we're leaving that duality of the age of Pisces, like, you know, the good versus the evil. Right. And it's now we're morphing into the the expression of it, the higher expression, this more, you know, networking thing. And that's exactly what we're going to need to do. If this is the age of networking, you need to network all of this astrological energy into a consolidated understanding of who you are you need to not be looking just at your tropical chart your sidereal chart your mayan you know your mayan influence chinese all of these all of these are going to play a picture of who you are but you are a complex individual you know this it's not going to be like you'll have a great reading and then you could have somebody else who does a different kind of astrology and give you such another good reading and it's going to come at another different little angle because your consciousness is like a diamond there's not going to be just one software that works for you you need to look at all of these and that's what we're going to be kind of looking at and so in this eastern sidereal aspect it's more influenced on the stars and so there is this shifting of the signs every 72 years it shifts a degree but where what was interesting is when these two ideas morphed and we really had this connection at the time there was not a lot of deferment in their alignments Mm. so the communication was very fluid so at the moment it wasn't it wasn't a really big problem when these two ideas finally merged together between the east and the west historically right but over time that is when the differentiation has been kind of created but there's essence in all of it because you are made of the stars but there's also the tropical would be like yeah but spring is still spring do you know what i mean like that the stars have shifted but like aries is still spring that's when the plants spring forward from the earth yeah right and it goes in the process of that fire earth you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. the whole formation fire earth air water it's just the the four the pro it's the elements right and so we are made of the elements we cannot deny that right and so this tropical gives us this great understanding of what pushed us forward and that's a great understanding of, of the clay and then the the deep, the mythology stories, the micro, you know, the macro and the micro in this right. aspect. So the macro cosmic is the stars. That's mythology. Those are the deep stories. Those are the stories of our souls. Mm-hmm. And then the earth is the same way. And so you want to balance these two together. So looking at them from both angles is going to give you a better understanding of your self-enfoldment. But we have to, there's no denying that we're complex individuals. Right. So to isolate ourselves to just one thing is dangerous in the age of Aquarius. This isn't the age of Pisces. We don't have to look at stuff like it's evil, like, oh, I can't look at that because I study this. That's not going to work in this age. Like we're seeing this, people are expanding out and we need to kind of keep that unfoldment. So if this is the age of networks, you need to get all these networks of this astrological energy that's clues to what God needed you to be. Right. That's all this is. This is, when you look at any of these things, this is what God needed for consciousness to evolve. Right. It's evolving through you, right? And so this is what you see when you start discussing these things, but every angle is important. You know, like I like looking at this point at the whole sign and we do a huge focus on the ascendant. That's what's important to me right now in 
astrological conversations. And that's kind of what this season is. But next season, it might be like all about talking about your moon, you know, your Chiron. Like it's going to get, it's just going to kind of morph over time because we can talk for days about you because you're a star, baby. You know what I mean? Like you're it. You are it. And that's what is so important about this. And this is why you want to have these conversations with people who have understandings of different astrological systems. You know, like the Chinese year, like when you really get into Chinese astrology, fascinating. Right. And they have the five elements. They have wood, which is just, oh, it's just, it's such this like, oh my gosh, this is another great expression. This is another great perspective. And so, and you know, we have this influence and we're afforded at this time because of this net messiah, this internet, like Mm -hmm. you can study a civilization that you can't even travel to, but you can study and learn all about it. And we've talked about this. This is unique to consciousness that has never been presented before. And so just to learn about these other civilizations, you're adding that to your DNA, you're adding that to your vibration. And so you can actually start connecting if like that spiritual path even connects to you, there's there's an understanding that you can pull in that wasn't afforded to people in the past, if that makes sense. We have this, the Silk Road of all roads, right. which is this age of information, as long as we protect that, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's that will be seen. Um, but in its true essence as the proper tool, we have this ability to connect to all these other occult vibrations that wouldn't have been presented to us before because there would have been a lack of being able to understand what that culture is and feeling that vibration. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I mean, it would take a lifetime to travel just physically from one end of the earth to the other to have a comparison of understanding this astrological aspect because then, you know, um, by the time you got there, the energy you've spent trying to just even connect with someone else's understanding would just kind of rob you from your advancement in consciousness, which is right now we have like a zip, you know, yes. instant way of taking information, uh, various information as you're talking about, which I think is so great. It's so important to, to have that understanding to allow us to advance in that era of, of this era of consciousness, because, you know, consciousness has, a, as we've known for the last, even just 500 years recently as Westerners has been sort of excluded from the understanding of what like Oh, I was listening to this this individual on a podcast talk about like the influence that even Galileo had where he's like, no, we're going to like quantify everything by math and we're going to put consciousness over here. And he, I mean, he didn't exclude it where he didn't think it was important. He just had a separation there where now we kind of have a blend of everything, including these yeah. you know, astrological understandings. So I agree, man. It's like, let's go f- fast forward into this, not necessarily. Go it, ahead. Yeah. And so, you know, when we're talking about that network, I guess a great example would be like the music. Like you can listen, usually you would have to travel to listen to traditional music True. of a country. and But you can literally jam out and dance out into your room of traditional music from way part of the globe that you've never been to. And that's a connection that you can feel vibrate through you and you're dancing to it. Right. This is the same thing with these astrological understandings. You can dance to any music because you're in the age of Aquarius. You don't need to be isolated to just this other perspective, which was needed in the age of Pisces. They needed these more Segregated. unique groups that were just in their aspects because it was the coming together. And it's all For about sure. the evolution of consciousness, which again is on the position of the equinoxes. So what we're going to see is just like this deep understanding and just when we think about this occult energy, it's it's such the study of nature. So this Eastern astrology is really based off of shepherds and watching the stars at night with yeah. their flocks. And it's so that they studied the star, the original TV, 
right? And then the tropical is like studying the fire. You know, it's like sitting by the fire. That's when you almost learn about the tropical and you kind of see the elements. And then when you stare at the stars, that's like your connection to the sidereal, right? The two TVs of life. Okay. And so they formed together. And we, and so it's just so, when we think about how occult philosophies are created, it's all through observation. And what did, what's the biggest thing we've noticed since we've been on this path together? The, the expansion of our observation. Right. Okay. They were able to make, to understand the stories of these stars and how they influence consciousness. And they were able to see the procession of the equinoxes, which is amazing what these Indian sages would see that they understood that this was actually going to shift and how amazing that is of a discovery. And then to flip that and think about the tropical and just the studying of seasons and the personality that comes with the seasons mm -hmm. and how, you know, Leo energy is that high noon energy. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's the earth pushing through. It's the earth living, dying, and being reborn. It's the process of the Christ, right? On earth, right. in the micro, you know, in the micro with the macro. And so... I think of it like the two original television, the, the best television, staring at the stars yeah. and sitting by a fire. And it's like the expansion of both, but neither of them are deniable because you are the clay and you're, a, and you are, are of the stars. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you be both? You know, it's a band of energy. Yes. That's a good question. Let's go back to that. Why yeah. wouldn't you be both? And you kind of already answered it with moving into the age of Aquarius away from the age of Pisces and having that divide. But still, you have some pushback, I suppose. Um, why do you think that is? Why, why do you think people need to have this um, hold? I mean, do you think just people dedicated themselves so much to just one idea that why then do they we, think? Because we're, we're leaving the age of the Pisces, and right. so that's still lingering. Why right. do we have arguments about reincarnation and human reincarnation? Why do we have arguments about, you know, whole sign versus, you know, where or like um, where the signs get adjusted, the houses get adjusted? Like, why do we have any of these arguments? Yeah. It's, it's not important. Like what connects, what you can vibrate to. Again, what your music is. Right. All of this is different kinds of music, but you can learn to advance and appreciate all different kinds of music. Absolutely. You know, and so you almost want to take it just like, just like, you know, we talk about this. Remember when we were growing up, the, a lot of people were, there was more isolation in music. People were kind of like a certain kind of genre if you were into music and you were like very like dedicated to that. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how that's, we don't see that as like present anymore. You know, people are more varied to be like, oh, I listen to all different kinds of music. Right. That's kind of more of an age of Aquarius kind of thing. Very and true. That should be your same approach to astrological understanding. Oh, I listen to all different kinds of music. Right. I listen to all different kinds of understanding of this energy because again, it if it, if it did fit on one piece of paper, one astrological reading, the information wouldn't be worth it because exactly. it were it this universe is too complex for that you know and so i love the the idea of the music and how we can vibrate and dance to all different kinds of musics and they do different kinds of things to us awaken stuff into us right you know when you when you experience music that you've never experienced before it awakens something in you and that's what it does in these conversations when you're looking at how this energy plays out well but, yeah go ahead. well let's no. just say that in relation to the last episode we if, if you've listened to the last episode before this one we talked about the significance of blood and we just had such a great conversation about what we really were trying to achieve by having this this uh, encoded uh, history that lies within all of us and as it mixes between different individuals and different cultural backgrounds your understanding can be amplified because you're able to carry those vibrational patterns within 
a multifaceted uh, individual. So then yeah. the, the child is born with this like complexity, yet a simplicity of accepting rather than denying well, what my body feels and hears from that one vibration doesn't go with this other side of myself. And so that, that mixture allows for that evolution of, of once again, of consciousness. And I think that's something that's extremely important and, uh, and to just keep an open, an open mind and an open heart about, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely, completely agree, man. And just that, that illusion of separation is fading and we're seeing that in those aspects. And so that's, this separation of, oh no, this is what I study and this is all I study, that needs to be evolved and it needs to just adjust with the time because that's all it is. It's all about that evolution, you know? Yeah, I've uh, noticed that as people accept the, um, as of recent, I've noticed if people accept this sort of complexity and make it sort of truth and that, you know, it's, it's, it's so much more complex than we've ever understood, but yet, it's comprehensible in the sense that if you allow it to be, then you can trample fear. And so I feel like a lot of people who are in denial of the fear that's fed to us have that already understanding of the complexity of what's going on. So the fear that's played out, it just doesn't really add up, you know? So people are kind of like, wait a minute, can we look into that a little bit more? And I think, um, you know, especially not to get sidetracked, but social engineering can try to bring back that sort of age of Pisces of like, no, there's only this, what this side and this side, which side are you on? Mm-hmm. People are like, that makes no sense. Like I'm mm-hmm. on neither side. The duality. Like, the duality is not really working for me because there's more going on here than you're claiming there to be. And so that always gives me hope as much as tragedy is try to play it out in the stupid news. It's still, you look in a room of people, people are like, is that really what happened? And is that how it happened? Like, I don't know. I've never seen that happen before. I don't feel like my heart and mind are aligned to that idea that someone else is giving to me. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's a good, a great hurrah of like, let's keep going in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, no, I love <laughs> it. I love it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, so to understand that and just kind of, approach that idea of you are stardust and you are clay, you know, and playing those, those two components together, because this is part of the alchemical process. You know, there's a big story and the the micro and the macro as above, so below, but why wouldn't it follow that pattern? That's the natural law. It's, it would follow that pattern. So of course it would. And so as we kind of, kind of continue on this journey, I do like, you know, looking at every aspect of, your numerology, your, you know, connecting to even what tarot card you are by doing the, the operations in any occult study, all occult studies, if you're doing it through self-development and self-growth are going to afford you what we're all looking for, which is that balance. Absolutely. Right. And this is giving us beautifully said, man, I love that, you know, and so this is it. And that's, what's so great about it because this is what the universe needs you to be when you look at these charts it doesn't matter. This is what the universe needs you to be. And it needs you to be a complex individual to be able to understand how all of this energy works together. So we don't need to, we don't need to be so challenging. We need to be more accepting and yes. understanding, you know, and, and one might connect with you more spiritually. One might be better for you when it comes to more of your career orientation. So looking at them for different reasons. So like I do when more modern day, if like somebody's really looking for more, like, a problem that's happening in the kind of this five sense reality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find like doing like a cosh system, which is a little bit more of a modern house setup, 
almost can like focus on that, especially when we're looking at like the transits. But when it comes to like spiritual stuff, I like going back to like the older house settings because that's like the oldest problem that's from the old yeah. is the spiritual. And so you approach life differently. So why, why not do that with this tool? And we have access to do that because we have this connection that you can learn about so many different astrologies. It, back in the past, like you were limited because maybe there was only this one astrology teacher that lived in that village. And that's what that village did. You know, I'm talking like the deep history, like 200 right. years press, but, but still that's exactly how that would operate. But we have this ability to connect and you have to, if that, if it's being presented, it's a tool, it's a test. And like, how are you using that test? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be so incorporated. And again, like, you know, I'm not a technology person, but I understand the importance of the internet. You know, because it's allowing for this, for our consciousness to even approach a different idea of, astro of astrology. Like, how lucky are we that we can look at a sidereal and a tropical chart? Right. Like, that's, we're so unique in history. That's such a little snapshot because that information wouldn't have been presented to you. Right. You know, and so, and plus you were, it was a part of the evolution of consciousness that at that time we were more in groups and we were supposed to be in groups. And that, that separation is dissolving in this age that we're moving into and that group identity, you right. know, but that we still need to bring it forward because it's part of our roots. It's part of our cultures. Um, but this idea of understanding other cultures and understanding that, you know, you can connect to another culture, um, and it doesn't have to be in your blood, mm -hmm. but we're moving into that age that we can experience that and understand that and still celebrate our blood. Right. You know, and we were talking about how that celebration was so important. Yeah. I, I uh, you know, th another thing that makes me very curious, and I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who are far more advanced in, in having this understanding and this complexity of, of what's really going on astrologically speaking, but you know, to a base level, it's like, if you have this compass that is guiding you um, and the numbers on the compass, and the coordinates on the compass, I just say, have uh, a destination that you are fixated on. You can't deny what other things you'll run into on that path and will lead you to make different decisions in your life. My point being is that some people will use this tool to just like look out one thing about their life. So you'll talk to people. I had a friend just recently while you were gone. She stayed here for um, uh, a couple of, of days and she was so fixated on her um, birth chart only to find out if her opposite sex, um, or in this case, her partner, uh, was actually the partner she was meant to be with. So she had, she was admitting that. She said, you know, what got me here was my love life or my emotional connection to this individual. And she just put blinders up for everything else that the birth chart that she had, the birth chart reading she had, um, was giving her an insight about and what to know more of and what she didn't think she uh, didn't know enough about kind of just fell by the waist because she's like still i'm just looking at it through this one lens mm -hmm. and i just think it's very interesting because it's like you have this very again complex understanding of, of the self and the idea is to develop and unfold this this like deep subconscious uh information to come to the surface will then give you the things that you're probably looking for after you have a greater understanding of the complexity that is within you you know what i'm saying rather than going the other way around where it's like i think i know who i am this is what it is and now i'm just going to fixate on this one you know does that make sense yeah oh absolutely so, so like i couldn't even have a not she wasn't ignoring anything i was asking her but she was definitely um 
sort of pushing things aside when she's right. like, no, I'm just kind of looking at myself through this one. Yeah. This uh, is all this yeah. is, and this is it. And so I'm like, Oh, but no, if you develop more, um, then you might have an understanding of why this serves why your this purpose. Is manifesting or, right exactly. Now. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know, Cause there's the root cause yeah. in there, you know, and it's going to come in other places. Cause that's the other, where the influence is coming. Exactly what I was going to say. It, you know? And that's, that's the, the beauty of this understanding of, of this complexity is that, that it'll all come back together. So if you can separate all the pieces and even if it's 200 pieces, they all still make the whole, it's nice to just know what each piece can do and yeah. what it does when it all adds up to one. But some people just, find one and then they're like that's the piece no. i'm gonna look at i'm like okay uh, gotta get back to the source yeah gotta, gotta get, get to, to the, the source. source absolutely no man that's that's such a good observation because it's it's so true you know and we see that and like i'm sorry you know it's not that easy it oh, can't be yeah. that easy it can't yeah. be that easy of one printout like but you wouldn't want it to be that easy you know, it can't just be this one printout. This is the one chart. This is, and this is also why it's so good to talk to so many other people about your chart because you do, even if you're studying it in all these different systems, which I, I always recommend, mm-hmm. and I'm not even pushing it to like for the alchemical counseling, get other astrologers as well. As many objective viewpoints on your chart, especially if you connect with the energy of this person, objective is going to be really nice because when we look at our own charts, which is an exercise you should always be doing, mm-hmm. you do have a subjective lens. You put up blinders that you're not aware of. And so it's nice when you have an outside understanding of this. This is why it's even interesting when your friends are new to astrology and they're looking at your charts. Sometimes you can get really deep insight from people who are almost new to the aspect but they see it in a different lens and it's just like, oh my gosh, you know? Right. So that's, what's so cool about it. When you, when you kind of jump into this, it's like the everlasting spring that some really good astrologers bathe in. But even, even when you just get there, you can kind of tap your toes in there and you can right. kind of feel what this energy feels. Cause you get connected to it. Cause it's a band of energy. It's just this, it's like a circuit. Mm-hmm. And so there's that residue energy and it's, it's complex and it's connected. So who cares if this says it's in your 11th house and this one says it's in your 10th house? It's a band of energy. Like it's not going to be isolated to that just area of life anyways. Right. It's going to rep- it's going to occur in all 12 areas of life because it's it's a band of energy that runs through. This is just kind of where it starts and it like builds up at. Mm-hmm. And so we even have to understand that that people are like, "Oh no, it's definitely in the 12th, it's not in the 11th." It's like, "No, you have to understand that it's going to be in all of these, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to see this and there's going to be, it might be sprinkles in some places and it might be really loud, but you have to understand that you're going to see this energy in all 12 areas of life. All your planets are going to, you're going to experience all your planets, right? In every, every which way that you're supposed to. And this is just going to give you a better understanding of what this unfoldment looks like, but it's going to be complex because you're complex. Right. And so it can't just be one. Um, And we need to approach that with open arms, you know, occult, esoteric information is all about the unfoldment of the self. Right. Right. Getting to know the me in here. And so that me in here can share with the others out there, you know, I and I. And that's the only way we're going to move forward. Exactly. And that's what's so important. It's through this self-understanding and connecting and having these kind of conversations and making this just be just be known to have this curiosity. Mm-hmm. This should be a curiosity. There should be nothing that you approach and you throw up swords when it comes to astrological information. If it's, you know, not if it's just like junk astrology that's like on like Cosmo and it's just like, oh, you, you are Taurus. You're going to do this, this yeah, month. Yeah. And you're like, sure. Um, you know, not like the kind of that fake, um, you know, sideshow astrology, but yeah, deep astrological truth. Um, and again, this is why it's so important to study 
all cultures, yeah. all esoteric, you know, understandings, East and the West. I think someone that, you know, can relate to this are, are, you know, modern day physicians, you know, they call themselves practicing physicians and to practice is what it should be. And, and this kind of information, even for Daniel and I, we've had a few people ask us outside sources, um, or not sources, sorry, individuals who have reached out to us have come up with this idea of, well, you guys aren't citing your sources. You're not consistently develop or, um, divulging like where you're getting your information from. And to me, this is a practice of what I'm doing. So when you listen or you read, I should say rather, um, these esoteric philosophers that have come way before us, none of their information in occult books have the defined way of being. They all have taken their approach to writing an endless amount of notes and mm -hmm. and have done a really good job at keeping their studies in conjunction only to give you the information of what they might have used to develop themselves mm -hmm. throughout this physical life path that we're on that's you know limited right so i just think it's interesting that that's how you should look at it with in, even the complexity of the body inside it's like we, if we have an understanding which is great you know modern science has taught us how to look at the microscopic way of understanding a cell but why not understand the influence that energies have on these cells and what disturbs them and what makes them sort of go back into alignment that's all part of that practice so if mm -hmm. you're just like stuck to one idea you may be healing something with the understanding of many before you but you're also just limited to the complexity or having the approach of of coming at it from different angles exactly and i think that's what makes a practice a practice it's like you're never done you're always continuing so all these esoteric philosophers that i read about from Manly P. Hall to like anyone else we've brought up in, in theology, anyone, they all have their notes. And as they have their notes, they've developed their thoughts, but they're not ever really claiming, you know, for certain, like, this is the one, like I figured it out. And right. they're always saying like, no, but there's more to this. And this is the path that yeah. we're, you know what I mean? That we're un unfolding. You know, and so interesting, man, because like, and, and I, and I love that people, you know, bring that up. Um, but sometimes it's just like, well, like my source is the collective consciousness, right? Like it's the universal, like at what point am, am I allowed to have my own ideas that I don't, we don't have to, so like, it's so interesting every time, sometimes you, you bring up a, a point and people want like a source of it. And you're like, well, what if the source didn't come from anything? What if it played its way through me? Exactly. And at what time, why do we always have to quote people of the past? If this is alignment and this is just a speaking of this universal sound, because that's what this is. We're we're tapping into the collective consciousness when we have these conversations. But if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, you they, just, everybody exactly. can do it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. so we this occult philosophy is a collective idea that we all express through us. And so and again, you want to learn these principles and we we grow and we always are going back to our foundations to make sure that but once that eye opens to it, you become a transmuter of this energy. And you can communicate this that's energy. Amazing. Yeah, that's exactly what I like to say. If if I die tomorrow physically, I'm glad that I didn't do these philosophers prior to me a discernment of not uh, letting this information work through me in order to make my make my world a better and more um, I guess a, a more open minded place to to express these these understandings it's not like i'm just like okay i read what i read i have an understanding 
onto the next book. It's like, no, like let it work through, yes. through me and let me actually apply this uh, to the physical world around me in order to manifest and change for the better and for the good. And I just think, you know, it'd be silly if I didn't open my mouth and just have the feeling interact with the idea and the philosophy in order to just maybe bridge a gap between another individual who may or may not have ever heard of this philosophy, but at least they can agree, which I think goes to all our listeners who are amazing, that that's what we're connecting on. Truth resonates. Yeah. We're just having different um, conversations about the same idea we all want to hopefully get to and, and creating this peace and loving, um, you know, place to, to physically live, but also spiritually live beyond the physical should be our ultimate goal, you right. know? And so I agree, man. It's like, this you know? is, this is what we're doing. This conversation is doing what it's meant to. And that's, we, yeah. And just, yeah, truth resonates, man. And right. the same thing's going to happen when you study, again, the sidereal versus the tropical. Exactly. You know what I mean? So truth will always resonate on a deeper level. And that's what exactly what we're going to be kind of looking at with these two these two understandings. And yeah. understanding is that one is based on the seasons, one is based on the stars. One is the clay of the earth, one is the stardust, the finer substances that rain down. And it's like the longer evolution, right? The big play and the short play, the micro and the macro. Right. And we have to understand that beautiful dance that's happening. And we have to understand that we dance to both of those musics. And we have to understand that we dance to all music because it's all coming together. Right. Like this is, we're all going back to the source, which is this oneness, this understanding. And we're capable of that right now. Like this is, this is why we live in this biblical time we find ourselves in. It's because this is what's supposed to be happening. This is what we talked about in 2020 with the 2020 episode. And this is part of that great awakening. It is this great interconnection, right? right. Net Messiah, this aspect of the connection. And again, it's formulated something so powerful, um, even with just like the community that we've been able to experience with. Absolutely. Which on this day of the give thanks for great like, givings, like, we are just so grateful so for thankful. everybody. Yeah. Yes. To Patreon members, to non-Patreon members, to all listeners, to those who write our reviews. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. We're so, we're eternally thankful for um, your gratitude towards our, um, just our, our conversations Daniel would have uh, and I would have regardless, you know, right. so we're glad you're in the room with us, you know. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think this this is a great conversation that we're going to continuously have um, even into the next season three, season four, season five. And for there, there on, for those who are listening right now, that the drawing up the comparisons like this to other philosophies, like we're all about understanding one of everything to make one giant whole. Yes. Um, and so, you know, this, this idea of the separation between um, the sidereal and, and, and tropical, I think. Yeah, I think I agree with everything that you're saying. I mean, I think it's it's important to understand, you know, both um, and and walk with with both, mm-hmm. you know, in the same. So, um, just different music. Yeah, yeah, it no. all speaks to the soul. So, um, yeah. So, so moving aside from that, you know, as the as the end of the year approaches, Daniel and I have going back to the Bible and the biblical series that we started. We decided to um, something we've been talking about for a while. We decided to really take a a deep deep dive into lucifer and have yeah. this understanding we've talked about this since even last year and so i'm excited for that i'm really excited for that one man it's going to be a great episode like just it's just going to be a great conversation just cuz there's so much complexities to it um and i'm excited to 
you know, again, one of the things I really enjoy because it's like an experience that we almost feel like we have together with the listeners is when we do breakdowns of film. And so it'd be really great because we've looked at how this hero's journey is played down in film. Right. But when we understand this Luciferian language, we're going to be able to look through film to this Luciferian perspective as well. And we're going to see that a lot of directors activate that energy. And Lucifer is really this aspect of this light and darkness and the play in between, mm-hmm. you know, and what you utilize that energy with. What are you going to do with the fire of man? Right. You know, are you going to burn? Or are you going to lead the way? You know, are you going to lead people to the dark and try to like lead towards consciousness and expansion? Or are you going to use it for burning and destruction you know oh, and yeah. we see how it gets played out in the big and we have to understand that that's a manifestation of the self right you know it all is the manifestation out and this is why we want to look at these charts because your subconscious is complex you know we've studied even talking about that with the anima and the animus you know this there's so much complexities to you and you have a connection to the universal source the collective unconsciousness so there's so much working within you so you, we need to get as wide of an understanding of that as possible and and accept it with open arms, you know, and, and evaluate it. Not everything you take in, you have to take in as your own. You can evaluate, you look at everything Mm -hmm. and then what resonates you keep. Exactly. Right. You know, but be truthful to yourself. Don't lie to yourself and just be like, Oh, that's not me. When like, really like, it's like, no, it says that you might like lose your wallets in like foreign countries. I'm like, not me. (laughs) I would never do that. But you know, that's why this podcast got delayed. True. Because, um. Yeah. That I I lost that one. But it was just so funny. It wasn't like, just that. I mean, you were definitely. We were. We were both pretty busy uh, putting times together to see when we could fit this in, and also like, well, the, yeah. The beauty of of having a quiet room to do this in is it's you, you can't take it for granted. I know Daniel called me a couple of times. For those who didn't know, he was again abroad in in Central America, and. uh you know, we're, we're having these conversations. He left me one message where he's like, can you hear any of that in the background? And I hear nothing in the background. And then I just hear this, like, it's like the horn of a car was like right behind you. And I was like, oh, okay. And you're like, hey, we're gonna have to, have to find another spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. It was um, just so funny, but it was just so funny. Cause I was like, got that room because I was like, oh, this will be quieter than the place I was staying at, which I did stay at the Selena hostel in, um, in San Jose. And that is the greatest. I love what that company's doing. Um, really good if you're traveling. It's a really good hostel company. Selena Hostel. The, the, the individuals that work there are just my favorite people in the world. Um, and it's just the best. But they have hostels all over. But it was just good energy. Really clean. Um, great energy of people passing through there as well. They had a great restaurant on site. But the, uh, it's a big network. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are traveling, I would definitely check that out. I had a great experience there. Let me know if you uh, if you have as well. Um, and say hi to all my friends. They know Daniel. They're the best. Um, but it was just such a great experience. Um, but yeah, I wasn't, you know, and that was so funny because I got trapped on that other side of town, mm-hmm. which wasn't, and it was a very busy part of San Jose, but I got the hot, I got this room, but I just like got it online and I was just like, oh, we'll be fine. And then when I was getting out of the taxi, that's when I think I lost my wallet. And so I like go up to the front counter and he's just like, he's just like, oh, like, just let me have your, your card. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I like reach in my pockets and I'm just like, look outside and there's just like 5,000 taxis and none of them are mine. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and so, and then the room was just so loud. So we couldn't even do the podcast, oh, but good. we've been itching to have this conversation, which, and I'm glad we did. And again, it's like, I like how you said it. 
we'll kind of be bringing this stuff up a lot, but we've always done this. We've always talked about the East with the West. Mm-hmm. And we've always seen it as the merging of like the two hemispheres of our own brains. Right. It's the two hemispheres of the world. And it's that connection of everything in between. And that's why we're connecting. This is why we have this understanding. This is why we can have friends from all over the world. Absolutely. You know, and we do. Yeah. It's the best. It is the best. It's a blessing for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, but um, but yeah, Lucifer, going back to that conversation, it's going to be a uh, a really, really great conversation. I think it's going to really kind of um, shed light on a lot of um, what's happening, the zeitgeist we find ourselves in, right. in consciousness currently. Um, I think will be kind of helped to be further explained and kind of further understood through through that lens. That's all we're trying to do, man. It's just yeah. always bring, you know, like I said, this this is a practice in a sense, you know, just having that understanding of of all angles to to make sure we have one balanced perspective that we can apply to the better of, you know, mankind, you know, right, humankind. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to add to today? Um, I just so happy to see you. Hey, too, man. So good. I, I did miss you, man. I was I like everybody. Yeah, you know, I know that that. uh it, it it was nice to have plenty of time to study more, but it's I, I like to just orate, you know, like mm-hmm. I like to speak and it's it, it it just realized how important it is to not only take in this information but also be able to process and then, you know, have this conversation with an individual who can um, you know, not just agree or even disagree, but just at least give me another perspective, another angle, you know. Mm-hmm. So in so many ways, although we're both Westerners we can operate in that same idea of East and West together. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, what do you have to say about this? When, when you said that, I imagined us like all cowboyed up with like side guns and everything on horses. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I have nothing else to add. Uh, I'm excited for, for next week and, um, until next time, I guess until next time, I can't wait. <laughs>